Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and my name is Jeremy, and you are listening to Culips. You are listening to Catchword, the Culips series, where we teach you natural English vocabulary that will help you sound like an English native speaker and help you understand conversations that you have with English speakers. And I am joined by my co-hosts today, Jeremy. Jeremy, hello. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for calling me today. <laughs> It's my pleasure. And Jeremy, we have two very useful and handy English idioms to teach to all of our listeners today that actually have their origin in boxing, the sport boxing. They are boxing idioms. Are you a boxing fan by any chance? Jeremy, not really. I'm not really a fan of boxing. However, I have seen all the Rocky movies, <laughs> so I do know a bit about boxing from these movies. But with these expressions and many others, a lot of expressions in North American English come from sports. So many, actually, in English in general too, but. Uh, I know of many in North America that come from baseball, boxing, racing, horse racing, basketball too. Yes, lots of sports-related idioms, and we're going to talk about a couple today that come from boxing. But just before we get into the nitty-gritty of this episode, everyone, I do want to let you know that there is a study guide available for this episode. On our website, qlips.com. So, if you'd like to study along with the guide while you listen to Jeremy and I here today, then just head on over to qlips.com and you can download the study guide. Jeremy, would you like to introduce our first expression today? Sure. So our first expression for this episode is "down for the count." Down for the count. Down for the count. Down for the count. Now, for anyone who has never seen a boxing match before, we can explain this situation. So, in boxing, when two people are punching each other in the face, one of them will fall down. Eventually, and at some point, one of them will fall down. If they fall down, the referee will start counting: one, two, three. And if the boxer stays down for eight seconds, then the match is over. The fight is finished, and that fighter loses. So when we say That someone is down for the count, it means that they are out of energy, or are not able to participate in normal activities. Yeah, you could imagine like a boxer that's just been hit in the head, and he's kind of confused and exhausted and unable to go through life regularly. Right? He's been knocked out. So,、yeah. if a person is down for the count. And it's kind of similar. Maybe they're really sick, or really exhausted, or really tired, and because of this, they can't go about their 
day-to-day life in a regular way. So I think if we listen to our example situations here, it will help our listeners to understand. So let's listen to our first example. Let's do it. How was your night last night? Man, as soon as I got home, I was down for the count. I was so tired after work. Yeah, me too. I passed out right after dinner. So in this example, two friends are talking about their evening that they had last night. And both of them were really, really tired. One was down for the count as soon as he got home. So that means he was just completely exhausted and went to bed as soon as he got home. And the other one passed out right after dinner. And passed out can mean two things. It can mean sleeping, like sleeping very deeply. And it can also mean to lose consciousness or to faint. But in this context, it just means to fall asleep. So one friend was down for the count, one friend passed out. And I guess that means they worked really hard yesterday. Just like a boxer, if a boxer is down for the count, they need to get back up to continue the fight. If they don't get up, then they don't have enough energy to continue. So in this example, down for the count means that he could not get up. Yeah, you could almost imagine the boxer as being the workday. And the workday hit these guys so hard that it knocked them out and they had to go to sleep to recover. (laughs) Exactly. They could not get back up. Exactly. Yes. So let's look at the next example. Let's do it. I'm going to see a movie later. Want to come? I'd like to, but oh, I'm down for the count with a cold. I think I'm just going to rest at home today. Oh, no worries, man. Well, feel better. In this example, someone said that he cannot go to see a movie because he is down for the count with a cold, meaning that the cold has made him so tired that he cannot get up to go outside. Very good. Well, let's move on to our second boxing idiom, and it is a blow by blow account. Blow, B-L-O-W. Here, blow meaning punch or impact. This is another word for a punch. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean blowing oxygen or blowing wind. It means a punch or a hit or an impact. So a punch by punch account or a blow by blow account. So the blow by blow account, or sometimes we just say the blow by blow. I've heard both or play by play. I've also heard that one before. These are sports references and they reference TV commentators or radio commentators who give the blow-by-blow account with their words. For example, if you are listening to a radio commentator talk about a fight, obviously you cannot see what is going on. So the radio commentator will say, and he hits him with a right hook. 
and then a left jab and another jab. And when the commentator is doing this, he is giving you the blow by blow, explaining each punch, essentially. And I think you hit the nail right on the head when you talked about radio commentators, Jeremy, because this expression developed when people would actually tune in to listen to fights on the radio. I think these days, probably everybody just watches them on TV. I don't even know if you could listen to them on the radio if you wanted to, but back in the day, everyone had to listen to the radio if they wanted to follow a boxing match. So this is the origin of this expression, but these days we use it even outside of sports. We can use it in many different contexts to mean a very detailed description, right? A blow-by-blow account. You could think of it as being like a detail-by-detail account. Or a scene-by-scene. Scene-by-scene, yeah, exactly. So if anyone is telling you a story and it has so many details and it's taking forever to explain, you could just say like, hey man, I don't need a blow-by-blow account. Just Mm -hmm. get to the main point. Or if I'm going to tell you a very detailed story about something, I'll say, okay, do you want the blow-by-blow? Right, exactly. Do you want the long detailed version or do you just want the main summary? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So Jeremy, I think we can move on to some example conversations with this expression, blow-by-blow account. Let's do it. I can't believe you get to go to the Super Bowl. I'm just lucky my brother was able to score tickets. When you get back, I want a blow-by-blow account, okay? Why don't you just watch it on TV? I will, of course, but I want to know everything. All right, man. I'll call you when I'm back. In this example, we heard about a friend who wants a blow-by-blow account from his buddy of the Super Bowl because... His friend will get to go to the Super Bowl and see the most important football game in the USA in real life. And so, you know, there's a difference between seeing a game in real life and watching it on TV. So when the two friends get back together, they will go over all of the details together and he'll get that blow-by-blow account that he wants. All right, let's move on to the second example situation for this expression. Okay. How was your date last night? It was good. Yeah? Where'd you go? We had sushi. And what did you do after? We went bowling. Nice. And what did you wear? Nothing special, you know, just my regular office clothes. Oh, and what did she wear? Come on, dude. Can you stop prying? What do you want? A blow-by-blow account of the whole night or something? In this example, two friends are talking about one of their dates. One friend is prying, meaning he is asking lots of detailed questions. The other friend uses the expression a blow-by-blow account to mean the very detailed or overly detailed version of the story. So the blow-by-blow account of his date is synonymous with 
the overly detailed version of the story. So the word account here kind of means story. It means someone's personal memory of a story. That's right. I think that's how we can think of this expression, a blow-by-blow account. It's just a detailed story with every detail included. There's nothing that has been left out at all. And so, yeah, sometimes, you know, people pry. They want a blow-by-blow account of personal things like a date or some other kind of personal experience. And you have to be careful in this kind of situation that you don't upset who you're talking to by, you know, asking for too many personal details. With these expressions and many others, my advice is to wait until you hear someone else use these expressions before you try to use it yourself. So don't use these expressions right away. Just look out for them and try to notice other people using them. I think that is a great idea. And I guess that's maybe the second step in mastering these English idioms. First, you need to know they exist. So now you know that these English expressions exist and that English speakers use them and talk like this. The next step is that you want to keep your ears open and hear them being used by English speakers in real life or on music or TV. And then after that, you can try and use them out in your own speaking. But it's important to hear them a lot first. And then the final step is to incorporate them into your own speech, because I would argue that idioms are the most difficult thing to master. They're different than other vocabulary and other words. So hearing lots of examples of them and how English speakers use them before you use them in your own English is a smart and wise decision, I think. I agree. This is how it has been for me with my language learning as well. And I'm sure the same is true for you, Andrew. So this is our advice as fellow language learners. Indeed. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for tuning into us today. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned a lot. Please follow us on social media if you want to stay up to date with Culips. We are on all of the major platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And once again, the study guide for this episode is available on our website. And we recommend that you give it a download and check it out. So please do that. And finally, if you enjoy Culips and if you study with us often and if you learn a lot with us, then we would really appreciate your support. You can support us by leaving us a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And also, of course, signing up to become a paid Culips member on our website, culips.com, goes a long way to support us as well. That is it for us today, but we'll be back soon with another brand new Culips episode, and we'll catch you then. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>